news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Back to live action, yeah. Welcome back. Don't mess with Texas. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart, your fantasy sports update. Hey, and we're staying in Texas. Ezekiel Elliott and his camp don't think Jerry Jones is a very funny guy these days. There are at least two people who didn't find Jerry Jones' joke about Ezekiel Elliott funny on Saturday night with Elliott holding out in hopes of a new contract from Dallas. Cowboys rookie rusher Tony Pollard from Memphis played very, very well in his absence. Asked if Pollard was his best negotiator with Zeke Cowboys owner Jerry Jones smiled and said, Zeke who? <laughs> yeah, well, that joke wasn't very funny to Elliott and his camp. They took it seriously and also called it disrespectful. Uh, yes, uh, that from his agent, Rocky Arsenault, to ESPN's Chris Mortensen. However, Jones did go on to say that they would need both Pollard and Zeke to be successful this year. Pollard, five carries for 42 yards and a touchdown in their preseason week two win over the Rams. Antonio Brown has returned to the Raiders. AB was present at the Raiders facility on Monday, attending a team meeting as well. After Brown missed Sunday's practice, Oakland GM Mike Mayock uh, publicly stated the receiver, you either got to be all in or all out as he continues to deal with annoying helmet issue. Brown has also missed the majority of camp because he wanted to wear his old helmet. No longer is approved by the league. He found one. It didn't fit past regulations. Drew Rosenhouse says they're still looking for a helmet. Uh, Brown is also uh, dealing with frostbitten feet after a mishap undergoing cryotherapy and uh, didn't use the proper footwear in the chamber. The Raiders circus in fine form. The Carolina Panthers ready to unleash Cam Newton on the world. The quarterback will see action for the first time. In the preseason Thursday night against the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, Newton has been brought along slowly since undergoing shoulder surgery, missing the first two preseason games as a precaution. Carolina coach Riverboat Ron Rivera says Christian McCaffrey, Luke Keekley, and Greg Olson are all going to make their debuts Thursday night. New England laying three and a half at home to Carolina. Current total is set at 42, and the Pats giving wideout Josh Gordon a very warm welcome at camp today. Seattle rookie wideout DK Metcalf is undergoing to go knee surgery. Head coach Pete Carroll confirmed to reporters after Seattle's preseason game Sunday night to many. Carroll optimistic that the 64 overall pick will recover quickly and might be able to play in week one versus Cincy, but that is very optimistic. One game in the NFL exhibition tonight for week two, San Fran and Denver tonight at 8 o'clock. Broncos minus one, 40 and a half. Money line pick them on both sides. First half line, Denver minus a half point, total 21. Money line 10 cents either way, same as the game line. In the NCAA, AP releases preseason top 25 in college football and defending champ Clemson. They enter the season ranked number one just ahead of the team they beat in the national championship title game, Alabama. Georgia, they check in at number three. Oklahoma sits at number four. And Ohio State, they round out the top five. It's Clemson's first preseason number one in school history, receiving 52 first place votes to Bama's 10. More college news, Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts officially been starter of the Oklahoma Sooners, and Ohio State has named Justin Fields as the team's starting quarterback to open up the season. The Wisconsin Badgers have reinstated wide Okuda Cephas after a jury acquitted him of sexual assault charges, so he's back for the Badgers. Cleveland Cavaliers, former Cleveland Cavaliers coach and Kurt Olympiacos head coach David Blatt has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Blatt says despite the news, he plans on not stopping coaching hoops. He's entering his second year as coach of the Greek side Olympiakos with a solid 83-40 and 40 mark in one and a half years at the helm. EPL soccer action today. Wolverhampton and Man United. This one ended in a 1-1 draw. CFL, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have placed quarterback Matt Nichols on a six-game injured list. He suffered an upper body injury in a Thursday night loss to the BC Lions. He will be evaluated in four weeks. Chris Strebler now. He is the quarterback for the for the Bombers as they play the Eskimos on Friday night. Lots of baseball action here on the go. 
we got two games at 7.05, Casey and Baltimore. Orioles minus 135, 10.5, Lopez versus Means, Washington and Pittsburgh. Good news for Washington in this one, minus 20 tonight, 10. But Max Scherzer says he expects to return to the mound Thursday night. Scherzer 9-5 and five this year with a 2.41 ERA, 189 strikeouts and 134 innings of work. We will go through the whole baseball board tonight on Red Heat and Rage. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Moretzi hosts Red Heat and Rage. We'll talk to George Kurtz. We'll break down the baseball NFL exhibition game tonight and everything else in between. So, hey, if we can bet on it. If it moves, we bet on it. We're all over it. Red Heat and Rage, hour one, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. As you can see, um, looking better and uh, better uh, here. Yeah, studio is uh, badass. As uh, we're throwing it down here on this uh, Monday, what's not badass is the uh, is the Monday afternoon horse card. Uh, Cam, this is as quiet as I've seen it. Yes. As uh, they've got uh, thistle downs up uh, right thistle now. Downs, a little sprinkle yeah, this... of Delaware Park. <laughs> yes. Plain, Plain Ridge Park Casino. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is some, like, D.C. Like, this makes, like, Georgian Downs look like like Churchill Downs. <laughs> yeah, like, when my book has horses and it offers, like, one of these tracks to bet, you, you know, you get, like, they're not even taking bets on most of the books here. The, the, this there stuff, was some uh, track. It's... I don't know if it's called Harrington or something, but it was like oh, they were uh, racing yeah, on, like, a webcam or something. Like, it was, like... <laughs> Like it was, it was like we have one view webcam. I'm like, man, they're really, they're really reaching Buddy, here this afternoon. They, they have, they have Grand River Gabe, and when they go to the prices at the end, it looks like it's a font from like the 1980s. Like when the first computers came out, it's like, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like you look at some of, some of these tracks, they're just. Uh, they're not in uh, 2019, buddy. These guys are stuck in like 1980s land there, and uh, they're not paying extra money for a better looking font. Uh, all right, um, so we're throwing it down here on this uh, Monday. Dun, 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 dun. Monday night uh, football uh, this evening. The Denver Broncos host the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, tonight is Jimmy Garoppolo set to make his uh, his debut. And uh, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo actually got hurt at Denver. That's where he got hurt uh, last year uh, when, when he was playing. So he returns to the field where he got hurt. Expect to see him play a little bit, but not very much. It seems like San Francisco live in fear of everybody getting in her, uh, getting hurt in the preseason. And meanwhile, old man Fangio, he don't care about your feelings or whether you get hurt or not. He's going, he's going hard, old school style. All the money's coming in on San Francisco. There's been line movement for San Francisco, which, uh, which makes me like Denver even more. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos this evening. Yeah, I would look at the line and say it's kind of interesting too. You have Denver favored by one, but on my book, it's ten cent. It's ten cents either way on the money line. So just take the money line, right? If they win by one, you push. If they win on the money line, you win, and it's the same damn thing on both sides. I, I really don't understand it. The first half line, Denver's favored by a half point, but I'm with you, Marenzi. I think uh, Denver will be the play in this game. I watched the San Francisco game versus Dallas 
not too impressed by by that team. It, it should be tight, though. The line indicates as such, and uh, I would lean to the Broncos at home. Well, pretty much every one of these preseason games uh, are close. There, there's, there's, it's very rare that you'll get uh, blowouts once in a while, uh, but for the most part, they're going to be pretty close. They're stress jobs. They come down in the fourth quarter. You ride the trends as much as you can and pass history. And Shanahan's a new coach, only in his second year. Uh, Fangio's a rookie coach uh, right now. But this is Denver's first home game, uh, too. They played the Hall of Fame game, and they played uh, they played at Seattle uh, as well. So this is their first, ho- uh, first home game uh, for, for the Denver Broncos uh, here tonight. And also their third game uh, as well. Yeah, so it should be point. an advantage against the San Francisco team. It really is just going to throw Garoppolo out there a little bit. They do have solid backup quarterbacks, but there's more to backup quarterbacking uh, to handicapping preseason games. We'll break it down. George Kurtz going to step up and then Ricky Sanders. All that and more game time decisions for the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, uh, Yang. Good to have you back. Uh, Yang, back from Texas. We're back uh, in New Jersey. FanDuel, Sportsbook, Metal Ads, uh, Racetrack. As our new and improved uh, studio uh, takes uh, shape. Uh, we look forward to uh, the National Football League uh, season. Uh, getting some guests uh, down here. Having a good time. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be uh, madness uh, down here with all the games uh, going on tonight. Uh, we've got a game. It won't be madness. Uh, tonight's a preseason game. Calm before the storm uh, right now. Um, we're going to uh, break down uh, this game, although I pulled a Cam Stewart and told you, ooh, I like Denver. Uh, I said it, I yeah. said it off the top. Radio uh, 101, you, buddy. Yeah, I won't, I won't tell you what I think about, uh, about the total. We'll save that. <laughs> sure. We'll say, well, it's a, it's a preseason game, Cam. And we've, got ba- a- we've got baseball games. <laughs> For sure. To break down. We got baseball games golf set to went, break down. Golf went well this weekend. I won, actually won some money on DraftKings, too, for a change. Uh, would have been nice if uh, it always goes that way. Gabe, there was one point in the tournament we had the first, second, third, and fourth guys, like, were lined up like a superfecta. You just see eyes like cartoons, you know, and the, the coyote, nee, 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 I'm going crazy, right? But uh, what can you do? I'll, I'll, you know, Justin Thomas once. I'll tell you, Cantley got, gets real close there, buddy. This kid's the real deal. I'm going to be betting him in almost every tournament he plays. I he he's Can- rock solid. Yeah, Cantley's been knocking on the door. Um, you know, I I always took him, always took him, and then that one week he won. Of course, I wasn't on him. Uh, exactly. But uh, but you know, yeah, that that's besides the point. All right, so we got Monday Night Football here tonight. Um, it's time right now for fantasy football drafts, Cam, and we'll get you in that two hundred dollar high roll uh, league. We're going to be drafting Sounds this good. Sunday. Uh, week three, we always wait until week three of the preseason um, is done. And we can't wait for Zeke Elliott. I can't wait for Melvin Gordon, right? And nope. uh, the Raiders are getting tired of waiting for Antonio Brown. I understand Antonio Brown was at practice uh, this morning. He was. Uh, but uh, let's bring in um, Cowboy Kurtz uh, right now. 
another one of the uh, New Yorkers who's a diehard Yankee and a diehard Cowboy fan. I think you can fill a stadium up uh, with you guys. George Kurtz joins <laughs> us. What's up, George? Yeah, you're right, Gabe. Uh, it's funny. Back in the day, you know, before we had direct TV, before we had the Red Zone channel, we used to go to a sports bar, and there would be, you know, there'd be fans of every team, but the Cowboy fans would by far outnumber every other non-local team there. So I don't yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. But you Cowboy fans, I remember the old days when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. Remember, Cam, the sports bars were full with obnoxious Cowboy fans, just you know, yucking it up. The Cowboys who used was to the cover wor- all the who time. Who were the worst fans there? <laughs> When we did the shows, Cowboy fans were the worst, and uh, the drunkest were the Steeler fans. Those guys Steeler were goons. Yeah. yeah, Steeler, Steeler, Steeler fans, the guy that starts flipping tables over, like, because there's a holding penalty on the opening kickoff. Freaking rash. You know, starts like, they start, oh, it was nuts. They start flipping stuff. All right, uh, so Dallas Cowboys, uh, they were in Hawaii over the weekend. They beat, uh, they beat the Rams at a very uneventful uh, football game, uh, but I guess the biggest story of the weekend uh, was uh, Jerry Jones saying Ziku and, you know, and then sort of joking about it. He's really been pushing this, uh, this Pollard kid, Tony Pollard, uh, pretty hard uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Now we get word that uh, Zeke Elliott's feelings were hurt. Uh, Zeke didn't like the Ziku uh, comment. Like I knew he wouldn't. And just like Jerry Jones exactly knew what he was doing. Uh, when uh, when he said this, and I said this this morning, George, but Zeke Elliott, Antonio Brown, Melvin Gordon, whether you have a case or not, and, you know, that, that's another story. And, you know, I think Zeke Elliott deserves to be paid. But whether you have a case or not, the Cowboys are playing against the New York Giants, and they will play that game with or without you, right? Like the Raiders are playing the Denver Broncos. The season will go on with or without you. Same with Melvin Gordon. The Chargers want you there, yes, but they will play without you. It seems to me that players have, like, least leverage than they've ever had. The teams are like, yeah, whatever. You want to hold out? Hold out. You know, we saw it with Le'Veon Bell last year. Um, we saw Antonio Brown. The Steelers were like, whatever, dude, we'll just trade you. Get it, you know, we see this time and time again, but I understand Zeke Elliott's feelings getting hurt. The quote, George, was it was disrespectful. Well, it's also disrespectful not to honor a contract with two years left on it, too, and leave your teammates out to dry. Well, I wouldn't get in. I wouldn't fight the honoring the contract thing, Gabe. You're on the wrong slope there. Uh, NFL owners rip up contracts daily. The contracts don't mean crap. Yeah, as soon as there's no more guaranteed money, owners rip that up and they don't care anymore. So I don't care. It doesn't bother me a player holding out, uh, not at all, because we all the owners don't the owners don't obey contracts. All right, so the, but two years a joke left in the NFL. Doesn't nah, matter. but that's that's, that's do not owners fully do true. It all the time, all the time. No, no, they don't. They they yes, they, they let do. players Are you go. kidding? They rip up they, contracts. All, you have three years left, but no yeah, more guarantee. Players that are hurt. Is not the same. You're released. Yes. Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, but that's and that's why you get up front. That's why you negotiate to get as much guaranteed money up guaranteed. front as you possibly can. Correct. No, listen. Yeah, I'm not taking a side. I'm not saying the owners are saints and they treat the players great. That, that's not what I'm saying, but two years left, George. There's two Listen, years, think, not one year, two years. I think Zeke picked the wrong year to do this, mainly because of all the crap that's gone on with his personal life. 
I, you know, I think it's, it's just a bad time PR-wise. It's, I think it's hard for the fans to get beyond his side when he's, you know, had to pr- got suspended for six games and he just got the, you know, Goodell didn't suspend him. Now the guy with the 500000 in memorabilia and money wanted from him in the, uh, what, the, whatever, in uh, what stadium he was at. The, the Vegas incident. His girlfriend, the Vegas incident. Yeah, he's had so many things. I, I think he picked the wrong time to do <laughs> this. I think next year would have been smarter of him. But the problem with Zeke is this. A, he's a running back. We know they have a short shelf life. B, the Cowboys have him. Forget two years. The Cowboys have him for four, before his real yeah. contract will really get there. They have him for four. Two years on the contract, they'll pick up the fifth-year option, of course, and they can franchise him twice before his money would get anywhere near what Gurley's making. So I see what the, the running back's problem is. I just think he picked the wrong time. I think he, he needs to build up one more, one, year, one more year, one more year of goodwill, and, you know, not have any yeah. off-field incidents, and then he could have pulled this stunt next year. And I think it would have been much Agreed. better for him. Much, many more people would have been on his side. I agree. And I think that's why I understand Melvin Gordon's beef more than Zeke Elliott's beef. I can understand Melvin Gordon because he's going into the last year of the contract. And the Chargers not talking extension right now. They are basically saying, you know what, we'll see what happens after this year. Right? And that would not sit well with me if I was Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Like and I, I totally another thing, that. Gabe, they're already talking about giving Rivers a final deal. Well, they haven't dealt with that Gordon. Like Gordon and his yeah. like, crew must be stewing right now, right? Like they're going, hey, don't no, worry. No, yeah, 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 we'll yeah. work out something for you. It's like, okay. Hey, you know what Melvin board, Gordon's whatever. problem is? Melvin Gordon's problem is there's not a bunch of teams lining up to trade for him and give yeah, him $15 for sure. million dollars a year. Le'Veon Bell sort of pulled it off. He held out, and the Jets signed him. The Jets were a unique situation where the Jets were itching to make a splash. The Jets were itching to, you know, the Jets are actually trying to do something for real now for the first time ever, it feels like, that, you know, they saw that, you know what? And it's funny because Adam Gase didn't want to do it, George, as you know, and Cam, as you know. Adam Gase even told them, we don't need to give this guy all this money. And, of course, Le'Veon Bell knows this, <laughs> that Adam Case didn't want him. But it came from the ownership group. It came from the Johnson family who said, no, 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 we're signing Le'Veon Bell, which tells me that basically, you know, the, the, the Jets were all in on making a splash. I think the Jets see the New York Giants down a bit, and they see a, a window that they can try to step up and 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 shine in the city. but. The Giants are just bigger than they are, even now. Uh, but so I'll ask you, George, do you think Zeke Elliott is playing on Sunday, September the 8th against the New York Giants? Yeah, I do. I think this deal will get done. I don't think Jerry Jones – Jones knows. The Cowboys have – they have a window. They can compete. They are a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but they're a contender there, along with about half a dozen other teams in the NFC. This is also – he's judging Garrett on this year, right? Garrett has to probably make it at least yeah. a championship game to save his job. So it's not fair if you don't let him have his best player. You know, and remember, Jones also went through this with Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith held out in 93, missed the first two games. Cowboys went 0-2. Jones signs him. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. So I think he knows he, he has to get Elliott in there. He has no choice. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network, live for the FanDuel Sportsbook continues. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. NFL preseason, it's here. We've got another game tonight in season-long fantasy football drafts in full swing, everybody. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide uh, dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY, the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Yep, fantasy football uh, drafts uh, rapidly approaching uh, for many, as we were talking about uh, earlier. And I'll ask you, uh, well, Cam, have you, uh, have you been in any of your drafts yet? Uh, have, you, have you done that big auction league draft yet? Nope, that's coming up. Uh, I have one uh, with a couple friends on Friday, the one with Visine Vince. And the rest of my crew, the I have a small one with a small group of friends. The big one with Vince is uh, Labor Day weekend. And another one that day, the huge cash one with the rich Italian guys, that's on uh, the Sunday of the Labor Day weekend, too. So we got back-to-back jacks, Sunday draft, Monday draft, uh, this Friday draft. So, George, I'll ask you right now. So I'm going to be in a couple of drafts this weekend. What do I do with Zeke Elliott? What 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 do you what's your recommendation? Do you take him like it's going to be fine? Do you just pass on him and move on and take next man up and say you know what I'll just take Kamara, I'll take David Johnson and not worry about the headache? And do you do anything with Melvin Gordon? How do you how how do you approach this? Or do you do you gamble and say you know what he's going to be there week one? All right. Well, I also have a couple of drafts this week. Uh, home leagues Thursday and uh, Saturday night, both $200 entry fees. Uh, in one league, I have the 11th pick, Gabe, so I'm not going to have to worry about Zeke. He'll be gone yeah. by then. The other league, though, is the Keeper League, and I have the third Maybe pick. he won't be. Maybe he won't be, though. It's, you're and telling me you think of, everyone's just going to take him in the first round? A lot of round? Cowboy fans in this league. <laughs> both leagues, a lot of Cowboy fans. He's going. Listen, if he lasts to 11, I'm taking him at 11. No problem taking yeah. him at 11. I'll take my chances. That's, and, uh, that's what I love about, about my you, league, Cam? George. Like, like, my buddies are Packer fans. Go take Aaron Rodgers. Take all your guys. <laughs> I love it. Right. They let their fandom, yeah, he, like, uh, react to the draft. I couldn't care less about the Seahawks struggling, Gabe. They're not going to pay my bills. <laughs> I got to worry about uh, the draft board, buddy. You the same way. You'd like to have a bill on your team, but you also understand I'm here to make some bread. Uh, no, I used to lose fantasy leagues because I would take Sammy Watkins every year of the Bills. Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wasn't the only Shermay. one that fell for it. I see people now yeah. take I, Sussman taking Sammy oh, I know. Watkins. I don't know. He'll drive you or whatever, but What about you, George? <laughs> Sammy Watkins. I want no part of this guy. Oh, no. In regular in regular redraft leagues about Zeke, you're not taking him top three picks. All right, take your Kamara, your McCaffrey, Barkley, whatever, whatever order you want to yeah. put them in. Zeke gets interesting at pick four. And right now, because I already have Zeke in another league, another money league, I would take David Johnson at four. But if I didn't have David Johnson, then I, uh, if I didn't have Zeke in another league, 
then I would still take Zeke. But I'm going to diversify right now. I usually don't do that. My rankings are my rankings. I follow them. And I do have Zeke at four. But because of what's going on, I want to diversify. I don't want to have him in three, four leagues in case I'm wrong. And he does uh, sit out. You know, Jerry Jones pisses him off and he never comes back. You know, I think he will sign by week one. But there is some risk involved there. So people have to realize that. And listen, we've seen this before. You've seen it, Cam. You've seen it. Guys who hold out through training camp. Sometimes they get that soft tissue injury. The groin all of a sudden yep. doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. The hamstring, the calf, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're missing They always a pull games. something. Yeah. Right, so I, I worry about that. As for Melvin Gordon, I think he's holding out, guys. I, they lowballed him. They offered him a one-year, $10 million offer. Jerry Jones didn't lowball Zeke. He offered him more money than Bell, but less than Gurley. All right, that, and Zeke wants to, he wants to be paid number one. They should be able to work that out. The Chargers lowballed Gordon. I think they know, listen, we can survive with Jackson and Eckler. We'll be okay. We don't need to pay him, you know, whatever it is, sixty million over four years. They they know that. And I think they think he's an older back too, and he's been hurt. So I don't think they're going to pay him. I think he's holding out. Gordon, you, you talk to me in round three. If he's still there in round three, I'll think about it. But I think knowing how I draft in the early rounds, I'm a conservative drafter, and I don't think he's playing at least the first couple of games. I'm probably going to stay away and let him be someone else's headache. Elvin Gordon's really dropping uh, right now too. Um, so you, you mentioned you have Zeke Elliott, uh, fourth overall. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, David Johnson seems to be a consensus top five. I'll ask you, Cam, Nick Chubb at six. Doesn't that feel a little bit high for Nick Chubb, for someone as unproven as Nick Chubb? And you got Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and a bunch of dudes that are going to be crying that they want the football in the air all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. I look at when you look at teams with too many mouths to feed uh, Morency, Cleveland's going to be one of these teams. We got you got Beckham, you got Landry, you got Chubb. You still got yeah. Hunt there, even though Chubb's going to be the main guy. What's going to happen? Najoku. What, what about him in the red zone? Very, very important target there. I like for him. me. I, I told. Oh, I love him. He's in my keeper league. I, I got I got some good tight ends in, in the keeper league uh, with OJ Howard. Help but thinking, too. Cam. It's like the football, all those guys. It'd be like trying to get in some chicken wings with you and Kyle Hamburg from Atlanta. Uh, like you guys are like happen. getting in the wings. Like I'd get my skinny little hand in there. You guys just like growl. <laughs> You're right, Francie. I grab your, I grab your mitt and say that's that, that's, that's uh, my drumstick, baby. Give me my, give me my flatbed back. But I will say this: the guy that I am high on, and I told George this when we were doing weekend wagers, Gabe. I'm really high on Le'Veon Bell. I think. The year of being freshman, it's kind of like yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of like a horse, right? What do you see in the third leg of a triple crown? The horse that are freshened usually do very well. Well, he is like a thoroughbred. He hasn't played. He's going to be ready. I think the Jets for Sam Darnold to be effective too. Bell Bell is going to get those. I know he's talking all 500 touches. That might be a little bit much, but I'm telling you, I I'm even thinking about taking Bell uh, over uh, David Johnson in my in my league. That's how much I love Le'Veon Bell. I like Le'Veon Bell better than David Johnson and Nick Chubb. And you know what? Yes. Probably James Conner as well. Although that Pittsburgh running back position just so freaking productive, George, no matter who's back there. It is. It, listen, there is something to the fact that there is a system in Pittsburgh and how well it runs the blocking scheme. It does work well for the running backs. Bell is still a special back. You know, so I don't want to say, oh, that's the only reason he had a good uh, game is because of Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. I was a line. But uh, my, my only I'm concerned about, about Gase. Right. Will that Gase was it. fully that, use Le'Veon Bell like he has to? Will it like, you know what I mean? Does he want to use him like this? 
that's the question. Gase ran the slowest offense in, in football last year. He didn't want his offense on the field in Miami, and I sort of understand it. <laughs> terrible. I, I, get, I honestly get that why you're taking the full 40 seconds each and every time. So you wonder, is he going to do that again? You know, because uh, that would be a mistake now that he has better weapons here. You know, Donald, decent quarterback. Bell, Robbie Anderson. When Herndon comes back, he's a decent tight end. He has better weapons. But I also wonder, you already said it, Gabe. Gaze didn't want Bell. He didn't want an expensive back. He doesn't believe in his system. He needs an expensive back that any back will do. Will he not use Bell as a bell cow? You know, give him yeah. the ball. You know, 500 times is ridiculous. But 375, 400 times, like Zeke would get with the Cowboys. No, no. You know, I bet you he does And try and prove everybody wrong. That, that's a mistake. That's my only worry about Bell. I think I think Gase frustrates people and doesn't get Bell the football enough. I think he's going to get pass happy. Um, Sam Darnold has looked very good. I'm impressed, and I'm not the biggest Darnold guy, but I have been I've been very impressed. But I agree with you, Cam. When I see the rankings here and I see Le'Veon Bell at eight, I'm like, fine. I you know I'll gladly take yep. him. I hope I people take that David Johnson, Nick Chubb, <laughs> Connor ahead of him and stuff like that. And I think we all know that the smartest fantasy mind on this network is our boy Yang. And uh, Yang, <laughs> I understood the Yang took uh, Le'Veon yes. Bell like fourth overall. Yes, I did, buddy. Right? Yes, I yeah. did. Yes, yeah, you Yang. see, you weren't yes. you weren't playing around, Yang. You weren't playing around. Nah, Le'Veon Bell is coming out to be a beast. You know, I think the reason why yep. I took him because he said, "Uh, I owe it to the fantasy players." So yeah, <laughs> that's why I took him. A lot of people thought that he'll be like a a a, a late first round. You know, second round pickup, but I was picking early in the fourth, so I, I snatched him up then. He's not going to be available next time it comes around. I'll you tell guys you guys. see the list, right. too, of these. Sorry, Maranci, you see the list of the current updates because on Fantasy Pros and a lot of the good sites they're updating. Look at where Carryon Johnson's bounced to. He was like 17. He's like up to, where is he? That's 12, too high. Right? Like Dal- too high. Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley range. Yeah, I really like him, but I, I liked him better where he was before. I don't like him that high. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'll blast through though. them. And it's not, you know, obviously. So Saquon Barkley, I would take, yes. McCaffrey, I would take, yes. Kamara, I'm a big Kamara fan, yes. Zeke Elliott holding out, it's a problem. I don't want to deal with him. Uh, David Johnson, I'm not buying this hype. I've been burnt by this guy a couple of years in a row. Um, I get it. He's going to be in this offense, blah, 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 blah. I just don't want it. I don't want to worry about it. Nick Chubb, I think, is overrated. Yeah, he can pop big runs, but I don't think he should be, you know, ranked this high. James Conner, I, I can live with Conner. Uh, but I tell you what, Conner, they like those other backs in Pittsburgh. And I think they're going to split a lot of carries, guys. You know, Benny Snellcam out of Kentucky is a good back, a workhorse. He's had a nice camp. Yes, he is. He's going to get touches. The Jalen Samuels guy is going. We had him on our show the morning after. He's going to catch passes. You know, he's going to be that third down guy that's going to be catching passes. So I'm, I'm a little concerned with that, but I still think Connor puts up nice numbers. But I like Lavelle better. I don't want any part of Joe Mixon, George. I don't trust Joe Mixon to stay healthy. He had problems staying healthy in college, and uh, now he had problems staying healthy in the pros. He's on a bad football team. He's going to get beat up versus stack boxes and stuff. I'm not in love with Joe Mixon either, uh, George. I'll give you a couple of more reasons to be concerned about Joe Mixon. The offensive line sucks. Uh, they had, well, Williams got hurt. Their number one pick. He's out for the season. You're not going to see him. We all know a team is bad, right? So the second half, they're, they're going to be trailing a, by a lot. You know, 10, 14 points. How much running can you do? So he's going to be very yeah. touchdown dependent there. You better hope you know, if you're playing at a half-point PPR or a PPR. You're better off taking Andy Dalton. catching a bunch of balls. 
Don't you know, it's funny. In a, in a Superflex league, in a Superflex league, and he's, he's, not, he's not getting love in a Superflex either. But in a Superflex, you're absolutely right. He stays healthy. They're going to have to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. Mm. Uh, Todd Gurley, Cam, I don't want any part of Gurley, do you? No part of him. No. And as for your point earlier about James Conner, let's remember one thing. He is a great story, Gabe, but even at Pitt, right? And last year, we haven't seen this guy through a full productive NFL season. There's a lot of reason, like, can Connor ha- handle the workload? And I'm with you. I don't think it, they will. They will give other guys, you talked about it, pieces of the pie. I think Connor's ranked too high. I like Le'Veon Bell over Connor big time. That's just me. And Yang likes it too. <laughs> the fantasy guru, Yang. Yes. I'm going to win this championship league. Oh, yeah, 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 pull it for you, buddy. Short says Thanks, no, guys. Not. I'm in that league. Thanks a lot. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. racetrack Monday Night Football on the board here this evening. We'll get to that uh, football game. We're talking running backs uh, right now as it is fantasy football season. Uh, just talking about some of the names that we'd like uh, some of the guys to stay away from. A couple of guys, me and Cam, sort of agree. Le'Veon Bell. I was surprised to see Le'Veon Bell sort of ranked eighth as far as running backs are concerned. I, I don't trust David Johnson. I think Chubb is a little bit overvalued right now. James Conner, there's some reasons we were talking about. We went to the break. Benny Snell is a good back out of Kentucky that they brought in. Uh, Jalen Samuels can catch passes out of the backfield. I know they like all their running backs there. I am high on left bell. Joe Mixon, I want to stay away from. Todd Gurley, I want to stay away from. Which leads us into Dalvin Cook. And, you know, Cam, Dalvin Cook, the Minnesota Vikings, it's one of these deals like Mayock said. I'm either all in or I'm all out on the Vikings. And I want to be all in. I want to be all in. I like Zimmer. I like the defense. I think the Vikings are a complete team. They got stud wide receivers. Thielen looked great last night. Uh, you got Diggs. You got Thielen. The offensive line should be has to be better. It was terrible last Way year. Better. The old line's going to be better. You saw last night they're protecting Cousins. Cousins looked like he was looser last night too. I agree. Like you could tell this year he's more comfortable. I think there was some pressure last year. You know he was coming in big money contract coming into a team that won 13 games and made it to the NFC Conference Championship game the year before, there was some pressure. He just looks looser and more comfortable now in this system. And with the Vikings, the Vikings are NFC Conference uh, contenders, in my opinion. Kirk Cousins has to play well. The offensive line has to play better than they did last year. And then Dalvin Cook needs to stay healthy. Are you trusting Dalvin Cook to stay healthy in fantasy camp? I love Dalvin Cook, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be his year, Morency. The one thing that I'm a little a little bit 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 concerned about is how well the backup has played Addison last night. He looked very very good. It is preseason though, but Dalvin Cook, you worry about his workload because every year he gets hurt. You brought up a good point earlier. You said you know what you have to draft him accordingly to almost assume that he is going to miss some time. Like he hasn't been able to do it before, but man, 
I love that Minnesota offense. And right now, he's being ranked around the Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley range. And I definitely have Dal- Dalvin Cook over Gurley and Mixon. I think I have him right around uh, just after uh, Le'Veon Bell, Connor in that range. And put, put him in the nine hole there. I love Dalvin Cook. I'm just praying he doesn't get hurt. I already have futures on Minnesota winning that division game. So need him to stay healthy. I have my reservations about Davin Cook. You know, 32 potential, yeah. 32 games, George, in the NFL, two years. He's missed more games than he's played. He's played in 15 games. He's missed 17 games. There's a yeah. reason everybody wants a top four pick. There's a reason we all want McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, and Elliott, assuming he comes back in, because they don't really have warts. Everybody else we're going to name now has a warts. That's why we're tearing, guys. Dalvin Cook has not proven he can stay healthy. It is an issue, but that's the reason why he's not a top five pick. He's a top 10, top 12 back instead. Even though he's a top five talent. Yeah, but he's not. Exactly. They want to run the ball in Minnesota, by the way. That's why they fired the – I know they got screwed last year when uh, Tony Sperano passed away before the season, and they got – things were screwed up going in there. But that's why they fired the offensive coordinator. You remember Zimmer Pinnett saying that. We didn't run the ball freaking enough. He was upset. You know, and they right. got rid of so they they want to run the ball. So I, I'm not, I'm not I'm okay with the rookie coming in. That's fine. You know, most teams have a two back system, so I'm not going to go panic about that. If you're worried about Cook, draft a rookie too later as your handcuff. I don't necessarily advocate that, but I underst- I would understand that Cook does have a history there. But any back we name now, we can you keep uh, Gabe, you keep going through the backs. And you keep naming, I don't want this guy for this reason. I don't want to, oh, they, you know, that, that know. six, eight backs you just named there. You can't kill them all. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> so we're going to have to take these guys. But that's why they're not, you know, Kamara. They're not McCaffrey. They're not Barkley. And, you know, El- even Elliott now has a wart. You know, you mentioned Johnson has the wart. Uh, you know, you go on and on. Mixon. Girl, girly, I'm not touching. And you go on and on with each other. You know, we got to about Hunt later on in the season and this stuff. They all have warts there. There are some problems. But that's why, they're, that's why we're all coveting a top three pick. Carry on Johnson, I like, but I don't trust anything about Matt Patricia. I think he's a disaster. I think he's going to get fired in a year or two. I think they would probably like to fire him now, uh, but they're just going to look stupid after letting Caldwell go. I really think they're ill-prepared to play. I am not kidding. I think the Lions are just like a train wreck, and they've got some talent. So I just, I don't, you know, like you said, I got to trust somebody. Nobody likes Damian Williams. I do like Damian Williams. Derrick Henry, I get it. You know, it could be a little bit of a trap, uh, but I think, you know, you're not taking a very high. So I don't have a problem with Derrick Henry. I don't have a problem with Devontae Freeman. I think Chris Carson's always overrated. Josh Jacobs, I have a hard time trusting as a rookie. I do like Sonny Michelle. I think Sonny Michelle is a steal uh, here. And I think Tevin Coleman is a steal, guys. Tevin Coleman in that system is the number one back in Shanahan's system. I think Coleman puts up some numbers. Hell, Philip Lindsay's going to be the guy in Denver. Uh, as well. I don't mind that sort of tier there, Cam, that Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay, Sonny Michelle, that 20 to 25 range. Yeah, Derrick Henry, too, uh, does most of the damage. It'd be nice if he came out with a good start uh, instead of just lighting it yeah, up at yeah. the end of the season, helping fantasy owners, which he does every year. I'm with you. With Kansas City and Damian Williams, if he can establish himself, I think he'll be a steal at that position. I totally agree with Sonny Michelle, even though the Patriots like to implement multiple running backs he is the cream of the crop there and i think he's going to be getting a lot of touches at the goal line they're going to be scoring a lot of points i like it they also have problems at the receiver position so they can rely on the running back more i think at 22 that's a really really good price 
I don't know, Gabe, Chris Carson, though, he's one of those guys, like, I know he's ranked 20, but he does a lot of good things for Seattle. The problem is there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Richard Penny is a first-round draft pick. They like a lot of other guys there. I have a feeling it's going to be running back by committee there. That's why I probably wouldn't take him if available at that position. All right, shout-out uh, to our boys in the chat tuning in. Zoe's uh, quick hits. Kevin Ross said it was make his day if he got a shout-out uh, from us. So what up, Kevin Ross? Thanks for tuning in Kevin. Uh, every day. Kyle Hamburg saying, I'm telling you all, and he's yelling at us now, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. George, what's your take on Aaron Jones? I'm not quite as high on him as others. Maybe, not because of Aaron Jones, but we don't know what the LaFleur system is going to be. I mean, what's going to happen? Remember, guys, with Aaron Rodgers, part of his great fantasy value is that he would throw the touchdowns at the one-yard line. Right, do that little quick three-step drop, yeah, boom, yeah. throw the ball. And are they not going to do that now? Are they going to give the ball with Jones? They should. That's really how an offense should be run. But are they going to do that? Well, Aaron Rodgers allow him to do that. You know, Rodgers already has some you know, conflicts there. We haven't seen this offense at all. I like Jones. I don't like him as a running back one, though. I like him as a running back two. I'll take him there and run with it. But they're more accomplished guys here. By the way, Gabe, listening to you talk about the running backs, and this is not a joke, by the way, you have a definition of somebody. If you don't get a top three pick, you should take one wide receiver round one. You don't, let, you don't feel comfortable anyway. You like all these later backs. That's my plan, round George. Two, three, four. Yeah, you that's should definitely my plan. take a run, uh, wide receiver running back uh, in the first round. And I tell you what, I'm not adverse to doing running back, uh, excuse me, running back in round three and wide receivers in the first two rounds. Yep. I, I, I don't know how you feel about that. You're close to zero running back guy. Yeah, that was, you know, remember that was a trendy thing a couple of years ago? <laughs> it was. It was. Zero running and, back and strategy it was a trendy thing for guys who didn't trust because guys were tired of, you know, their second overall pick getting hurt, missing well, eight exactly. games of the season or whatever it might be. So they took Let's more. Can, the receivers yeah. generally we can trust more. They generally put up the same would I rather get George? Would I rather get a Julio Jones and then Marlon Mack or Julio Jones and Odell Beckham or Julio Jones and Amari Cooper, et cetera? You know what I mean? You really can get two stud wide receivers if you go with wide receivers first. Easily. Easily. I mean, because once again, everyone's looking for a running back. You know, everybody's yeah. looking for a running back. You're giving away some strategy, though, by the way. If I was drafting with you, I would draft. I would I, I got to shut up. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta, so quickly, we'll get to the baseball picks tonight. But as far as Mahomes is concerned, I know it's a big debate how high he gets taken. I like Mahomes a lot, but it's not worth it, guys. The differential between Mahomes, Mahomes averaged 26 fantasy points a game last year. Me and George talked about this last week. Guys like Josh Allen, I'm loving the way Lamar Jackson looks, uh, George. You talked about it, dude. He rushes for 72 yards, maybe rushes yeah. for a touchdown, throws a touchdown or two. He's going to end up with 23, 24 freaking points every week. He's too fast to stop, man. And I'd rather get Lamar Jackson in the ninth round or 11th round or whatever and then take Mahomes in the third round or even second round, George. You, you know I'm there with you. Uh, listen, I love Pat Mahomes. He's fun to watch. He, he'll never throw more than – well, I shouldn't say never. He's not throwing more than 50 touchdowns this year. That's unlikely to happen. History tells us that's highly unlikely. He might lead the league again. That wouldn't shock me. But the value just won't be there. It just won't be there. I would much rather have, I'll name you 10 quarterbacks. I'd rather have in double-digit rounds than taking Mahomes in round three, which is where he's about going. That's not something I wouldn't take Mahomes if he sliced in the league of round four because then there's the values there. He slipped. You know, in the league we're talking yeah, about yeah, with Yang yeah. that I'm I in there, he fell to round four. So I thought about it. I did think about it, but in the end, I still I couldn't even pull the trigger then. I, I, I went away. I went to get, go grab my wide receiver. I, I'm pretty sure it was a wide receiver I took there. You can wait forever on a quarterback, and the value is just fine. 
I'd like to almost debate. We, I don't, we, we don't have enough time now. I'd like to get into it as far as Travis Kelsey is concerned. And I read a very interesting piece as far as Kelsey. Just traded being, him. Yeah, you did. Huh? Yeah, he's being way overvalued. Like he's, you know, people are taking this guy in the first round, early That's second stupid. round and stuff like that. And he's actually oh, ranked 32nd. He was the 32nd ranked fantasy player last year, Cam. Like there's not enough discrepancy yeah. between what he'll do. Like, give me Evan Engram in the late rounds, bro. Give me the Joku on the Browns. There's a bunch of tight ends that'll produce uh, Triple H, Hunter Hurst, Henry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, baseball picks tonight, Kurtz. What do you got? What are you looking at here tonight? All right, only nine games on the schedule tonight. A little, uh, little disappointed there. We're going to see a uh, stronger, uh, a stronger thing tonight. All right, first game I'm looking at here. Uh, I, I think these, uh, this Brewers Cardinals game, the over under is nine and a half. I like the over. Uh, Davies is a softball pitcher. Hudson's been. I know he pitched a good game his last time out, but generally he's been awful as well. So I like uh, the over-under in the Brewers-Cardinals game. Over-under. All right. Uh, so what, what are you doing? Likes the over. He's going with the over. over. All right. Give me the over. Nine and a half. I got nine and a half. I'm going over. Yeah, I can, I can live with it, Davies, and uh, Hudson take the ball. You going to lay 400 with Miley, George? Who's your dancing partner with Houston? <laughs> <laughs> you do know me. I love my Houston Astros, man. But oh, that, I know. And he's a... up against Edwin Jackson. This guy couldn't get out of an inning with the Blue Jays. Now he's with the Tigers. Oh, God. You know what, us. Cam? The run line is actually <laughs> not bad at minus 194. I got two to one. Yeah, I got 200. Yeah, I got, I got, two I got one, one and a half, 200. So <laughs> I'm only yeah. saying that because when teams are like minus 280, they're still like, I remember I laid on the run half. I laid... Last week, the Mets, someone, I forget, maybe it was the Dodgers, whoever it was. Somebody was, it was the Yankees against the Orioles, excuse me. So the Yankees were like minus 320 favorites, and it was minus 185, minus a run and a half. This is minus, minus four freaking 20, and it's only minus 195 for the run and a half. Yeah. I, 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 instead of going with the parlay, I would just play the run line, uh, Cam. We've been screwed. These public parlays, we never win them, bro. They never win. Like Edwin no, Jackson, Gabe, you could throw better than Edwin Jackson. He's terrible. What is he doing in the major leagues? Uh, I, 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 I didn't know he was still there. The Blue Jays <laughs> waved him. I don't know well, what the hell's going no, on. He's like Jason Voorhees. Like he, he never dies. <laughs> he can't like he, die. He's pitched for 17 told... teams now, I think. He's horrific. 16 he's or 17. Horrific. This guy I'll leave him on the half I like your new yeah. set, but I'm worried about somebody stealing those nice little helmets there. They look really nice. Like, I hope you got yeah, security. So am I. Yeah, so am I. They're like, <laughs> like some guy could just walk and say, hey, I'm all drunk. I like I like uh, that Rams helmet there. Bye. Yeah, wait till <laughs> there's a okay. bunch of drunk, like, football fans. Yeah, that's what around. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> this team screwed me. I'll grab the Denver hat and smash it against the oh, screen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like uh, There's just some visions I'm getting. I hope uh, those are uh, locked at night in a big cap. That's no, all right. We've got, uh, we got our boy Will here. Oh, Will, yeah, good. Uh, I hope Will's like a jujitsu artist or something because yeah, he's not the biggest <laughs> dude. And part of his job yes. description is set security as well. Yes. So he's, yeah, he's got to fend off the goons. Goons. You know, it's funny, goons. actually. Cardano got pissed off uh, the other day. One of the horse players got pissed off about a race and he threw his freaking food like on our studio in our set here. <laughs> like he got all pissed off and he threw his hot dog on the ground. Like, why would you throw your hot dog away because you lost the race? It's kind of stupid. I agree. Rip the ticket up. Thanks, George Kurtz. You good, guys. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time positions ready for Rachel Radio, Fantasy Sports on Radio Network. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm seeing a video here. Bagel Boss uh, got into it again. Uh, this time in a casino. Uh, Bagel Boss, they got punched like lightly by a drunk dude. Um, Bagel Boss, like, tried to kick the guy a couple of times. After seeing this, my money's on Lenny Dykstra. Um, as you know, uh, Bagel Boss is fighting Lenny Dykstra, Cam, celebrity boxing uh, nice. in Atlantic City. And we use the term celebrity very loosely. Uh, so, Cam, I know you're not uh, you're not on his Twitter as, uh, as much as I am here. So I don't know if you're aware, but the number one trending topic uh, right now in New York City on Twitter, Cam, is Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? As, as evidently Popeye's just released a brand new chicken sandwich. And uh, evidently, people are saying that it's like the best chicken sandwich ever made. And I guess that's the thing that people liked about Chick-fil-A. Uh, that and uh, that people like the fact that they hate gay people at Chick-fil-A. That's true. <laughs> like Chick-fil-A's, Chick-fil-A's the, popularity the took off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The SEC loves Chick-fil-A. I'll tell you, when I'm at my Clemson game, I got Chick-fil-A to cater. That's what they do. Yeah, it's, I get that it. Guy? Yeah, one of the customers <laughs> forgot a dollar and 38 cents. Yeah, the next time he came back a month yeah. later, I gave him his dollar 38. <laughs> exactly. BS. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Best. I got to tell you, I've been to Chick-fil-A's before. They weren't that nice. They were all I right. Agree. But yeah, like yeah, these I, people, I they get... act like Chick-fil-A. They act like if you say, listen, I'll take a chicken sandwich, some waffle fries, and can you donate a kidney to me because I need a kidney? They're like, you know, the way they make it seem, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll do anything for you. You bring up a good uh, point. Going to Chick-fil-A, they make you feel like it's like church or something. Like, I should feel better about myself? I don't know about that. I will say this. I looked at that Popeye sandwich. It looks pretty damn big and pretty tasty. No, and people are really, really, really freaking out about this. It looks good. Like they're saying that, like, step aside, Chick-fil-A. This is the best chicken sandwich in America right now. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's not open on Sundays. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Big news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thank you, 
very much, Yang. Welcome back, buddy. I hope you had a great trip to Texas. And Cam Stewart with the news update. We got some breaking news from baseball. And despite a brutal season from the Boston Red Sox, they've avoided a big-time bullet. Left-handed ace Chris Sale won't require Tommy John surgery as, as expected. Sale has an elbow inflammation. It's pretty severe after a, a visit from Dr. James Andrews, the only doctor it seems like. Sale having a very, very bad year, the worst of his career. 6-11 with a 4.40 ERA, but the one thing he still leads the MLB with 13.3 strikeouts in uh, nine innings. He's a strikeout machine. Antonio Brown returning to the Raiders. AB present at the Raiders facility today, and he attended a team meeting as well, according to ESPN. After Brown missed Sunday's practice, Oakland GM Mike Mayock not impressed. He publicly stated that the receiver, you got to be all in or all out as he continues to deal with that annoying helmet issue. Brown has missed the majority of camp because he wants to wear that old helmet, which is no longer approved by the league. Brown's agent Drew Rosenhaus said they're still looking for a preferred helmet. They did find a 2014 model. They tried it, but it failed testing by the National Football League, so he's still uh, searching for a helmet. Also dealing with that frostbite on the feet after a mishap undergoing cryotherapy with the improper footwear. Raiders Circus in fine form there. Hard knocks will have all of this. Ezekiel Elliott and the camp think Jerry Jones isn't a very funny guy these days. Uh, they Don't mess with Texas. They don't like the jokes. There are at least two people who didn't find Jerry Jones' joke about Ezekiel Elliott funny on Saturday night. Obviously, one being Ezekiel Elliott in his camp with Elliott holding out in hopes of a new contract. Cowboys rookie uh, Tony Pollard played well in his absence. If asked if Pollard was his best negotiator with Zeke, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones smiled and said, Zeke who? Ha ha. Well, that uh, the Elliott camp, <clears throat> not impressed there. They called it disrespectful. Elliott's uh, agent, Rocky Arsenault, telling ESPN's Chris Mortensen. However, Jones did go on to say that the Cowboys need both Pollard and Zeke. He had, Pollard had five carries, 42 yards and a touchdown and a preseason two win over the Rams. The Carolina Panthers ready to let Cam Newton play. The quarterback's going to see action for the first time this preseason, Thursday night in a battle versus the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Newton has been brought along slowly since undergoing shoulder surgery, missing the first two preseason games as a precaution. Carolina coach Ron Rivera, the Riverboat man, says Christian McCaffrey, Luke Keekley, and Greg Olson are all going to make their preseason debuts along with Newton on Thursday night. New England laying three and a half at home to Carolina. Current total set at 42. Pat's also giving Josh Gordon a very warm reception at camp today. Seahawks rookie wide DK Metcalf is going to undergo knee surgery. Head coach Pete Carroll confirmed this to reporters after Seattle's preseason game versus Minnesota. Carroll still optimistic that the 64th overall pick in this year's NFL draft will recover quickly and might be able to play week one versus Cincinnati at home, but that is kind of doubtful. We have uh, one exhibition uh, game tonight, San Fran at Denver, 8 o'clock, Broncos minus 140 and a half. Pick them on both sides on the money line, first half line, Denver minus a half total set at 21, money line 10 cents either way, same as the full game line. NCAA news, the AP releases preseason top 25 in college football. Defending national champ Clemson enters the season ranked number one, just ahead of the team they beat Alabama. Georgia, number three. Oklahoma sits at four in Ohio State. They round out the top five. It's Clemson's first preseason number one in school history, receiving 52 first-place votes to Bama's 10. More college news. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts officially named starter for the Oklahoma Sooners. Ohio State, they've named Justin Fields as the team's starting quarterback to open up the season, but no guarantees if he'll be there the whole way through. The Wisconsin Badgers reinstating wideout Quintus Cephas after a jury acquitted him of a sexual assault charge. Former Cavs coach and current Olympiacos head coach David Blatt has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Blatt says despite the news, he has no plans to stop coaching. 
EPL soccer today, Wolverhampton, Man United, they tied at one. NHL news, Colorado signed free agent forward Valerie Nishushin to a one-year deal today. It's worth $850,000 for the former, former first-round pick. In the CFL, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have placed quarterback Mac Nichols on a six-game injured list. He suffered an upper body injury Thursday versus BC. He's going to be revaluated. Chris Streveler now gets the start for Friday's game versus Edmonton. We got a lot of MLB matchups tonight. Nine games, two at 7.05. Kansas City at Baltimore. Orioles minus 135, 10.5. Lopez versus Mies. Washington minus 20 at Pittsburgh, 10. Ross and Williams, two at 7.10. Seattle and Tampa Rays minus 210, 8. Gonzalez and McKay. San Diego with Cincy. Reds minus 45 cents. Lauer versus Bauer. Beep, beep, 9. 7.45. Milwaukee and St. Louis. Cards minus 125. Davies and Hudson, 9.5. 805 action. Angels minus 115 at Texas. Peters versus Allard, 11. White Sox and Mini. Twins minus 230. Nova and Gibson, 9.5. Detroit and Houston. Astros, 430 favorites. 10. Jackson and Miley. And Colorado at Arizona. D backs minus 190. 10. Gonzalez and Gallon. A gallon of fun. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Thanks to George Kurtz. Ricky Sanders will drop by. We'll talk a little MLB DFS. Stick around, everybody. Hour 2, Red Heat and Rage, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Let's roll. We're in the level two here. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. Our radio from the new and improved uh, FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Our Meadowlands uh, Racetrack. We're throwing it down here in our uh, brand new uh, studios. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart holding the fort down in uh, Toronto, Ontario. Ricky Sanders will join us from Chicago in a couple of minutes' time. We'll talk about tonight's Major League uh, Baseball board from a DFS perspective, but we'd like to... Uh, you know, we sort of uh, combine the DFS and the gambling aspect uh, of it uh, with uh, Ricky. Major League uh, Baseball uh, tonight, Cam. Lighter night uh, tonight. I'm more focused on the football game here this evening, uh, but we do have uh, the Kansas City Royals and the Baltimore Orioles on the board. I Man, when's the last time the Baltimore Orioles were favored? I'm betting Kansas City, not just out of spite, but yeah, <laughs> sure. Baltimore could win at minus 140. Are you killing me? I know Lopez is no stud. Means has been brutal lately. But, hey, if Baltimore wins and beats me, sure. It's simply a bet on Kansas City getting 20 cents. Baltimore, I'm looking at 140. I almost puked. Give me the Royals. Yeah, like, what is the last? Like, they're 1-9 in, in their last 10 games. I'm kind of tricked. Um, <laughs> it is their best pitcher tonight. We use the term loosely, but it is their best. We do. To be honest, it's freaking hard to be 8-8 eight eight with a 3-7-6 earned run average on the Baltimore Orioles. Pretty impressive. I got to be honest with you, when I look at this game, too, I'm actually looking uh, I was thinking about the under. It's 10 and a half. It seems high. You look at the pitching, people assume it'll go over. I'm just not sure how these teams are, you know. I don't think, uh, you know, Means can maybe shut down Kansas City. They're a light-hitting team, and I don't really trust Baltimore either. 11 runs is a lot, but I think I'm just going to stick Damn, with the dog. Jorge Give me the Lopez. Royals. Jorge Lopez. Yeah, he's brutal. La- last pitched on August the 8th in Detroit. Failed to make it out of the second inning. <laughs> Gave up five runs, four of them earned. The Puerto Rican native has started 11 of his 30 appearances this season. He is 0-6 with a 7-5-9 earned run average. Pretty shitty. Uh, uh, Lopez is seeing Baltimore for the first time this season. Lopez is 1-3 in 
with a 5-4-0 earned run average um, on the road <laughs> this year. And then we got Means, failed to make it out of the fourth inning of any of his last three starts. He was ripped for six runs on eight hits and three and two-thirds against the Yankees. His uh, ERA went up from 2.95 to 3.76. You know, Cam, I think we should probably just stay away from this game. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we could. But, but, but you're, you're telling me, you're like, you're betting in the exhibition football game tonight. I know I it's know. not Baltimore, Kansas City, but I can make the case of, do you have any guarantees in that game either? Like, who knows what the hell's going to happen there? I can tell you one thing. I'm not laying 40 cents with the Baltimore Orioles, Marenzi. That's stupid. All right, we got uh, Washington and Pittsburgh. Joe Ross and Trevor Williams. Maybe Washington. Eric Lauer, man. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, Lauer we'll and Bauer. This. Lauer and, and Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hit this and more. Ricky Sanders, Daily Roto, joins us next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thanks, Yang. Oh, Metallica. I am Renzi, which goes down to FanDuel. Sportsbook, Metalheads, our racetrack, and our new studios. Uh, we've got uh, Will uh, now on uh, board. He'll be with us uh, throughout the evenings. And as the football season uh, starts, be a lot of traffic uh, to direct here. Different guests, games, uh, tickets uh, to get uh, tickets to play. Let's bring in uh, Ricky Sanders. Uh, right now, Daily Roto's very own Ricky Sanders. What's up, Ricky? How you doing? What's going on? You caught me on an interesting day in baseball, man. I mean, we got a bunch of like mid-tier pitchers that like the sites are making you pay for, basically, because they're so differently priced. So there's not like a whole lot to talk about the pitching department. Well, yeah, yeah, come you on, it. Ricky. Gabe, look it's, at these uh, guys. Trevor Bauer, 11,700. Miley, 11,200. Ricky's right, man. These are mid-tier guys, and uh, they're uh, they're going like the price of diamonds right now. It's crazy. Gonzalez, 10,600. Wow. I like it. Any night that Edwin Jackson and Chi-Chi Gonzalez are pitching <laughs> on the same night is a memorable <laughs> night. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's just I think it's just Mondays, Ricky. Mondays never seems to fall on ace day. I'll tell you that much. You're always dealing with a lot of scrubs. Uh, they're coming down the stretch of Louisiana Downs uh, right now. That's uh, why the uh, the burst of uh, noise there. But, all right, let's look at the board. Biggest favorite on the card here tonight. Is this the biggest number of the year, Cam? Do you remember one bigger than uh, 420? Yeah, no, it is. The biggest one I remember before this was, uh, I think we had hit a 400 oh, or a 395. It was just yeah, 420. That, that's definitely the highest now. Yeah. Wow. And imagine if Verlander, this is Miley pitching, guys. If it was Verlander was versus say. Edwin Jackson, we'd see 500, probably 510, 20. Which would be a record. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Ricky. I've been betting I've been betting since 1982. Uh, there might have been a four. This, I think this might be the highest one. 
I remember yeah, Randy I Johnson thought. on the Yankees used to be a monster favorite, like three Kershaw. Kershaw Never might have been big, like no. 430 or 440 against San Diego a couple of times, maybe. But I got to tell you, Ricky, 450, this this is amongst the largest uh, money lines that, that in the history of baseball. I thought last week we got Verlander at like 480 against the Orioles in a game that they oh. lost, by the way, on a walk-off homer. But I'm yeah, they were talking. Yeah, week. yeah, that was. I think it was the same thing. You're right. I think it was 460, 450. Wow. We'll, we'll look it up. But so what? What's the deal tonight with the pitchers? How are you approaching this, Ricky? So I think the pitchers are kind of a natural fit depending on site, right? Because on DraftKings you've got Kyle Gibson priced basically out of control, whereas Brendan McKay at 7,500 is just the logical guy that you need to, even a mass multi-entry against Seattle, a team that has struck out just a ton against lefties, is a guy I think you lock in there. And on FanDuel, you at least have a little bit of a conversation, you know, between him and Kyle Gibson. On DraftKings, I mean, a lot of our models are choosing to go like the Bauer-McKay route. I just think I'm using McKay and I'm using Bass and I'm figuring out the second pitcher after that. On FanDuel, I'm just picking one of McKay or Kyle Gibson. I mean, Gibson has had some monster games this year against the White Sox who also strike strike out at an extremely high rate. I mean, you look at the White Sox this year, no Mancata, it's just been a mess. A 25.6% K rate at 299 Woba, 86 WRC+. It's just fantastic matchups for both these guys. And, you, I mean, you talk about this huge number for the Astros in terms of being favored. You want some of their bats, and you want some other big bats. So you got to, you know, at least have a little bit of salary relief, and these are the guys with any sort of strikeout potential. Ricky Sanders with us. All right, guys. I, love I found some numbers pick. here. I found some numbers uh, here. Um, they closed the Astros last week. At 550 at Stations oh Casinos in Las Vegas, minus 550. So that's the largest. That's the largest number yeah. ever, Cam. It closed at 460 at Caesars. Um, the largest money line before last week's Verlander at 550, but the consensus was 460. So we're right there at yeah. 450 right now. The largest one before that was. As I mentioned, Clayton Kershaw was once a minus 485 favorite against the Atlanta Braves in 2016. Wow. wow. And this is Wade Miley. This is Wade Miley we're talking about. That's tonight. what I'm saying. Wade Miley. <laughs> if it's Verlander or Cole, Ricky, it might be six bills, right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, this Detroit team, are you seeing these lineups that they're rolling out now? I mean, there's just nothing there without Castellanos. Castellanos was like their last semblance of hope. Now you got like Demerit in the two hole. We had Harold Castro hitting third the other day. They're just doing, you know, triple A type things, and that's not even an overstatement. Um, okay, so Ricky, I saw you tweet out tonight that you're you're thinking outside the box and some of the offensive players that you're looking at tonight might surprise some people. And I see on the website there's a Cincinnati Reds logo. <laughs> so uh, is is that <laughs> like is that the thought process going against Bauer? who Bauer had a nice first start, but then he got freaking torched in his last start. What are you looking at offensively tonight? Okay, so I think the clear targets for most of the field tonight is going to be Houston, who you have to like against Edward Jackson, a reverse splits pitcher. He has like over a 500 Wobo allowed to righties this year. 
It's going to be the Angels, and it's going to be the Twins. And I think that leaves two offenses who, in my eyes, are very strong plays in the Baltimore Orioles at home against Lopez and the Cincinnati Reds at home against Eric Lauer, who are going to go overlooked by default. And anytime you get the Cincinnati Reds at home in the friendly confines, you know, with all these righties left against a bad lefty, I mean, a guy who's been significantly worse on the road, I love it. I mean, this guy, I still don't know how to say his first name, Aristides Aquino, he yeah. had some massive numbers against lefties in the minors. We're talking, you know, 320, 380-ish, almost 700 splits. And he has a 700 Woba in his time in the majors against lefties. So I think almost everyone, if you're spending up, you know, more than 4K for a bat on FanDuel, is going to go the Brighton or the Trout or the, you know, uh, just the guys in the top offenses route. And you're going to get guys like Suarez and Aquino who have shown me enough that they're elite pitchers, that they're going to go completely overlooked. And that's before even talking about this Orioles team Who's actually favored? Ricky, hey, Ricky. Sanders. I got to ask Go you ahead, about Gabe. a second pitch. Sorry, no problem, Gabe. I got to ask you about a second pitcher because I really like McKay. And you brought up kind of a good point about the Angels against Texas. I know Texas can be a very difficult place to hit, but Dylan Peters' numbers for his price at $9,000, lower than the other guys, 6Ks, 8Ks versus the Red Sox, 5. Uh, and he's also uh, above his averages, 221, 20 almost 17 DK points. What do you think about him? Usually in the last three starts, he's going six innings, six innings, 7.2. Texas is in a little bit of a hitting slump. What do you think of Peters? Yeah, I mean, you got a Texas lineup that is, what is this? One, two, three lefties. Towards the bottom of the lineup, we have guys that just have brutal baselines on Daily Roto. I mean, Heineman, we got him as a below average pitcher. Jose Trevino, the catcher, we certainly have as a below average pitcher. I mean, Dylan Peters hasn't been great in the split against righties, but against lefties, he's been, you know, fine. Uh, A 15% line drive rate allowed is what you like to see. And like you mentioned, he's pitched deep into games, and he's actually struck out the right-handers. This has not been a good offense against lefties for basically two seasons now, and you can understand why. I mean, even when Joey Gallo was in there, it was a very left-handed lineup. And these righties, I mean, other than Hunter Pence, who has kind of shown up this year, uh, just haven't shown us much. So I think if you are going different, I like him, and I like Zach Gallon. I think is the other guy. I know he just pitched against his team in Coors, but a guy who doesn't walk many and strikes out a bunch. I mean, we're talking like almost 3-1K to one K to walk ratio type of guy. I think not being in Coors is a huge difference, Peter. Uh, Ricky Sanders uh, with us. Ricky, before we go to a break, and I think uh, we will be uh, soon, we appreciate you joining us. What about Nova, man? You're in Chicago. What can you tell us about Nova? Uh, this guy's been on quite a roll right now over the last month. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this is his best two-week stretch of the season for, it seems like, you know, three consecutive weeks now. I mean, this is a guy <laughs> who who pounds the strike zone, and when things go well, I mean, we've seen recently what can happen. I mean, six innings last time with only two hits. He's limiting the hits. I don't know what to tell you. A live dog tonight, Cam? At Minnesota, uh, your White Sox? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I won't be betting Gibson at minus 220. I'm starting to like Baltimore as a favorite. They're favorites for a reason. Ricky Sanders. Yeah, Thanks, Ricky. I know. Yeah, they're, they're going to light Lopez up. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. NFL preseason in the books. Uh, week one fast approaching season-long fantasy drafts. As Gabe mentioned, we're in full swing. Over to RotoExperts.com. Check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts got you covered. Dynasty season-long best ball formats. It gives you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. Marenzi, back to you. Good job, uh, Cam. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage our radio continues. We've got Monday Night Football uh, tonight. Let me just uh, confirm the uh, the kickoff time. It's 8 o'clock Eastern, I'm assuming, but you can never yep. assume uh, these things. Uh, yeah, 8 o'clock Eastern time. San Francisco 49ers are now minus one uh, over here right now at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Denver Broncos plus one, minus one twenty, uh, minus one ten. Both sides on the money line. Total is forty, and I don't even want to live it. You won, won it, Cam, with the in game because you got the slightly better better number. But yep. remember on Friday night I had under forty. What yeah. a like what a way to lose, bro! I lost four hundred bucks on that. Like what That's a way brutal. to lose that Buffalo Carolina game. Sickening. That they they kick the field goal, they go down the freaking field. I was watching it. I was like, just stop them, man. Couldn't stop them. They go for two. So if they don't get the two, I win the bet cap at 39. They stop them. Then they throw a flag like five seconds after the play, bro. Oh, yeah. And I should note that the drive continued because they challenged the pass interference. Yeah. Like you can't make like it's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's disgusting. I know. I'm telling you, man, like some of these lines. That's why you're doing Carolina Panther games, Cam. Regular season, preseason, postseason. I get effed up the arse when it comes to Panther games, no matter what. I got to tell you something. Yeah, just look at your portfolio. Even with Whale Capper, the debacle there when Newton got hurt and stuff and their collapse, when things were going well, you should stay stay very far away from the Panther, Gabe. I know you like a house cat, you know, a nice pussy cat, (laughs) but a mean Panther. Yeah, don't go near the Panther. They're very, very, very vicious. And I'd stay away from them. But, yeah, doing the in, in-game show and the live betting, you can get those good numbers. And sometimes those extra couple points really help you out there, Marenzi. And, you know, when you see the flow in the game and maybe they overreact, that's the way to go. I'm going to tell you this year, I know me and you, we love to do it more than anybody else. We've probably bet more than anybody at the network. We play a lot of games. But I think I'm going to be very patient in some games, kind of like baseball, and hopefully wait for – some teams that we like to get down a field goal, a touchdown, and get better lines. It just seems to be, a lot of the time, better ways to bet sometimes. You can't do it all the time, but if you're in a situation like that, I feel better getting the premium points, especially if the team you like gets scored on very early. Lots of football left. Um, so we've got uh, the Monday nighter this evening, and the public, the public and the betting public are clearly on San Francisco. That's yes. where the point spread is gone. Denver, the home team, yet San Francisco are the favorites. Denver actually do have a distinct home field advantage. Um, even in the preseason, it's a tough place to play. You have the altitude. The fans will be into it. To me, 
you know, I think we have an advantage with the Denver Broncos here tonight, Cam. They're playing their third game as well. All right? They're playing their third game. San Francisco's only playing their second game. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing for the first time. You know, I think it's a big difference considering it's the third time. Now, it's not Denver's full dress rehearsal game here tonight, but teams that play in the uh, the Hall of Fame game, Cam, are 6-2 and two straight up in this spot in week two, because that's what this is, in week yeah. two of the Even preseason. their third, yeah. My, yes, I, yeah. exactly. So teams that play in the Hall of Fame game are 6-2 and two in their third game. It's a distinct advantage. San Francisco's good... rolling Garoppolo out tonight. Just a couple of snaps. He doesn't get hurt. They're still easing their way into the into the shallow end. Denver's into week three here. They got competitions going. Fangio's a hard ass. Flacco's going to be out there tonight trying to get some chemistry going. Drew Locke played well last week against Seattle, 18-27, 161 yards or so. Um, I like Brett Rippon and what Rippon could bring to the table here. You know, and I think I Denver's Denver. the right side tonight. I have a lean to Denver. I also like the under in this football game. I was hoping it would be 41. I, I know this sounds insane, Gabe. If I could tease this game to Denver 8, under 47 and a half, like, I'd love I that. love, like, oh, not, not, they I won't let me like do it, it here. You I know, that's the thing. Know. I and, and Mr. Green, I don't know what I did. It's not I don't like think I'm a, they'll let you do it at Mr. Oh, Green. Oh, God, either. no. And no, no, the oh, thing God, is, no. I don't know. No, this is my point. It's not like I've taken these guys for, like, $20,000. Sure, a couple golf tournaments, I've taken them for a dime. It's not like I'm some kind of heavy roller that whatever. I've done well with the golf. Like, you know, I had Thomas this week, but I don't know what my account, I can't do teasers. And it's not just CFL, it's NFL. There's a glitch in the system and it's really pissing me off. They might save me money in the in. long run. What? Start calling them in. Call the yeah. teasers in. Yeah, I guess. I don't like to be on the line with those people. Hello, you know, I got to wait and whatever, but Anyway, Denver, I like Denver in the under tonight, too. That's 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 what I like in this football game. You don't like being on the line. Yeah, I get it. Oh, you know, it's, it's never quick. There's a language barrier. Like, you know what I mean? Even though you, you know what you're saying. a million questions. What's your that's code? That's another thing. Hey, that? hey, have yeah, you been yeah. drinking tonight, sir? Do you like, are you smoking marijuana? No, I just want a teaser in the football game. I don't ask you about your personal life. So F off, right? Like, I just want to make a bet. No, I don't like that the was... call system. That was Ooh. Feinberg's fault. He confessed. Yeah, oh, Feinberg's There's an no idiot. reason like, to bring it up. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah, tell yeah. him, oh, I'm drunk and I'm stoned. You don't tell people you've been drinking and stuff at a sports book. It's like, well, sir, you can't bet here anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. You let the cat out of the bag. It's not too smart. <laughs> he shut his account down. That's the best. Uh, sir, you can't drink and gamble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got stoned and I, I had a couple too many drinks. I made a mistake. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's gold. Oh, man. <laughs> it is gold. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, think, I think I like your angle with Denver. I'm, also, it, it's preseason, but Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really looked good. The guy threw six straight interceptions in practice. It's not like he's lighting it up or whatever. They need to get him a little bit of confidence, run the ball a little bit, make like an easy, easy reception. He's not uh, a completion. He's not looking very good compared to a lot of these other quarterbacks so far, Morency. Struggled a bit. No. You know, it's funny because last year he was extremely, it's all anyone ever talked about. So Jimmy Garoppolo this, Jimmy Garoppolo that. Yeah. And like you said, he threw five interceptions on consecutive uh, possessions. Um, I don't know how they, I mean, that's possible, actually. Uh, but from what, I, from what I have understood, he's actually kind of struggled throughout camp. 
He hasn't really looked great. They don't, you know, they don't really have great wide receivers there either, San Francisco. I think San Francisco are kind of overhyped. I don't think Lynch has done a great job surrounding him with talent. Uh, they keep drafting defensive linemen every damn year. Yeah. Like they take the same player to draft every year. It's, oh, we'll take another defensive player. Another def- I get it. Like, all right. You know what I mean? But at some point, like, you know, like, Tevin Coleman's okay. They don't have a star running back. Who's their stud wide receiver? You know, the skill position players are kind of weak with San Francisco. Well, their best player is their tight end, Kittle. Kittle's yeah. their best offensive weapon, right? Like, you look at the receivers, pff, no. George Kittle's their best guy, but yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of people are starting to think, oh, yeah, San Francisco, and they're a big dark horse. Now, really, what have they done? You know, they also have injuries going into the camp. Garoppolo hasn't proved himself. Sure, he beat up some loser teams. When he had all those wins, those were teams that were also out of the playoff hunt at the time and had, like, winning percentages of 400 and less. Remember, Gabe, when he went on that roll? No good. He didn't yep. beat real good teams. He beat everybody that was already beaten down. So I think there's a lot more for him to prove, and I'm not going to annoy him, you know, being a good quarterback till I see it. And uh, DK Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I know. Uh, your Seattle Seahawks. So now he gets surgery. I got to tell you, Cam, I, I knew this guy was an injury waiting to happen. I know. I know. You do. It's like these guys. And, and why do people body. fall He's for got this no stuff? Fat. I know. But why do people fall for this? Oh, look how ripped he is. Exactly. It's remember stupid. He, I, I called it right at the time. I said, remember I even told you. I said, it reminds me of David Boston. They had a guy. David Boston's better than him even. They had a guy on the Seahawks broadcast, even I think they even talked about the Vikings game, but I remember the second game when they're playing Denver and they're talking about it. A human being can't really have like a fat quotient less than like 2.8% or something. And he's like 1.9. Like they're saying it's almost physically impossible. Like he doesn't even have enough fat to be like a real healthy person. Like Olympians have like 3.5%. For, like, you know what I mean? It's like, what's this guy doing? It's insane. Like, there's nothing there. Every and that's time really he gets not tackled good. or hit, Cam, it's yeah. right on the muscle. The bone, the muscle. I know. The bone, know. the muscle. Think about his ligaments and the wear and tear of, like, that stuff, of the workouts. Even with, like, w- even with women, Gabe, you know, you like a little bit of, you want to see something there. You yeah. don't want to be with a bone rack. No, the, the thing know? is, too, it's like, it's like you're not. You're not a bodybuilder, bro. Like, this isn't Mr. Olympia. If you want to go pose, then do that stuff. Yeah. You're a football player, right? You're a football player. You, you know what I mean? And I just knew, I knew that it would lead oh, to we problems. We in college. Yeah, I know. I, I tell you, though, you know, A.J. Brown was his teammate, all right? And A.J. Brown, there was talk about A.J. Brown was actually the better one. And he's the one that's most NFL ready and stuff. And A.J. Brown really hasn't had a good camp either. Laquan Treadwell was a guy that I liked out of Mississippi that hadn't developed. I don't know. Like, you know, there's something about these Mississippi wide receivers camp. They look flashy. They look good. But when you get them in the NFL, you got a problem. Look at all the Mississippi defensive linemen first-rounders that aren't even in the league anymore, too. I don't know what it is about that school. Like, you draft a guy from Ole Miss, a lot of the time it's like, man— all these highly touted guys from that school, like they never good lived up. Besides they Eli never Manning. lived up to the hype. Eli they Manning had a good career. Hype. Yeah, he did. He had a yeah, he had a good career. I can't yeah, no, think you're just, of like who? I'm, I'm trying to think too. Not really not anybody. Really, there's not that many guys actually. When I there's think of that... Ole Miss, I think of Deuce McAllister. That's like decades ago, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Mississippi don't really have a ton of players in the NFL. 
Yeah, and, and Pete Carroll thinks he's going to be back by week one. Are you kidding me? We're only a couple ah. weeks away. That's not happening. Come on, man. I do like Tyler Lockett, though, for fantasy. So purposes. do I. Big time. That Same right kid is pretty fast. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions. Red Heat and Rage, our radio. We've got in-game live uh, tonight uh, here this evening uh, from uh, FanDuel, Meadowlands at MetLife. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez, and uh, Mike Blewett on the radar uh, here uh, tonight. We'll be talking a lot of NFL football with the NFL game uh, going on tomorrow night. Cam Stewart, Hunter Engelhart, um, and uh, myself. On uh, Wednesday, Joe Ranieri, Matt Josephs, Cam Stewart, and Matt Josephs. Thursday, Marenzi, Martinez, Tony Finn, and uh, Mike Blewett. And then uh, Friday, Joe Ranieri, Hunter Engelhart, Marenzi, Cam Stewart, and Tony Finn. Yep. So as uh, we mix it up a little bit uh, this week, we have Monday Night Football uh, tonight. We got some baseball uh, games on the board. I mentioned it on the extra a couple of breaks ago, uh, Cam. Ivan Nova uh, tossed his second complete game in his last five starts. He's improved to 4-0 with a 0.49 earned run average over his last four starts. He's only given up a lot of one earned run and four hits, and that was against Houston as well, Cam. Yep. Um, I tell you, like, this is as well as this guy's pitched in a long time. He's in a little bit of a groove uh, right now. Are they a live dog uh, tonight against Gibson Guitars and the Minnesota Twins? You know what, Gibby, you've sold me. And the thing about Minnesota is they hit home runs, so they're free swingers, right? It's like one of those things. If if Nova's patient and he can nibble and, and go far and not, not have to get too deep into that White Sox bullpen, I think they have a great chance. Also, I like the fact that they're the road team here. So you could take them at plus one and a half even. You don't even have to lay any juice, and you get them at plus 180. Why not split that bet up? And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you. The two dogs I was looking at tonight, I think the White Sox are worth a look as a dog. Um, I was talking about the Royals. You've talked me out of it now. There's a reason. If the Royals win, I'll be pissed, but you're right. Beams is favored for a reason. Lopez is an absolute gas can, and Baltimore's at home, so I'm just not going to bet, uh, bet bet Baltimore. I'm going to lay off that game. Um, Seattle might be worth a look, too. I'll tell you something. This Rays team, have you seen them recently? They, they, they've had real problems scoring runs until Sunday. They had one run, zero runs. Like, they were having problems beating Detroit in extra innings. They finally got five on Sunday, but I don't trust them to, as a minus 200 favorite against the Mariners with Gonzalez at plus 170. Either them or uh, the White Sox, I think, are uh, dogs that you could look at tonight. I actually do like the Rays uh, here tonight. I just don't trust the Mariners uh, on the road. They're a horrible road team. They're just a bad team overall, 25 and 37. Uh, but I tell you what, Gonzalez has pitched well as of late. And you're right, Tampa, you know, Tampa are, well, listen, you know, they're they're 21 games over 500. Mm -hmm. They're just, 
it's they grind out wins, Cam, right? They don't have star players. They do it on a different way on a nightly basis. So it's kind of tough. I was actually attracted to Tampa minus a run and a half plus 100. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Plus uh, plus, uh, plus 100 uh, there. All right. We'll rattle. We'll go through the games uh, here. Um, so if you're just joining us, we got the Royals and the Orioles. We talked about this game. A little bit of live movement now. Baltimore now minus 136. Totals 10 and a half here. I'm going to take the Orioles. It was 140 when we talked about it, so we're actually getting uh, four cents uh, here back. I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles in this game. <laughs> Washington. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'll do it. I know. I might do it, too. I might. I don't know. Washington. <laughs> minus yeah. 122 with Ross against uh, against Williams. What do you think of this one? Yeah, this game, something smells weird about this game. Really weird. Ross is pitching pretty well. The Nationals are, are, you know, they can hit. The Pirates are horrible in that uh, series against the Cubs. Meh. I don't know, Gabe. What, what, like, when you, I would have made this line about a buck 35, 40, 125. Seems short. I don't really trust Williams. Ross has been good, but you're kind of waiting for that, uh, you know, the magic to end there. But uh, I don't know. I can't Williams take Pittsburgh as a dog. What? He's a gas can. He's given up 14 runs over his last three starts. Oh, Williams? Yeah, the Nationals are yeah. nine and three in their last twelve games. I kind of lean Nationals. I lean. I can't bet every game, right? Right. It's tough. There's something weird about that game. I don't know what it is, but uh, Nationals I like the are Nationals. Gonna, Nationals are going to beat them. <laughs> the next game, I really like. I, I think this is going to be my game of the night. And I, I'm starting to like every stupid game right now. All right, San Diego and Cincinnati. <laughs> what do, yeah, what do you like? I, I like, like the Reds. Lauer, Lauer versus Bauer. I'm on Bauer. Uh, I know one bad performance, and uh, Ricky Sanders talked about it. Lauer is a, a bad lefty. Cincinnati's got righties that mash. I think it's a good price at 45 cents there. Might take them on the run line, too. Give me the Reds to, to route uh, San Diego tonight. I think I'm going to be going down with Cincinnati. I like them. I'm, I'm on it. Uh, let's do it. All right. So uh, we agree on that one. So, so far, two picks. I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles. Actually, I'm going to take Baltimore too. I want to. I want to. I want to do a test. If they win this game, I'll be happy. If Kansas City wins, I'm going to be yeah. very, very mad at myself. But means is it's better than Lopez. Right They're now. at home. It keeps mm-hmm. coming down every time I say I like Baltimore. It comes down. People are fading me. It's minus Good. 132. Good. It's even better now. Hey, we'll get it at a lower price. We love Baltimore. We love Baltimore. We love, love Baltimore. <laughs> 20 cents. There we go. That's right. Fade it. Take the Orioles tonight. I'm yelling it out there. Going, hey, <laughs> take the Orioles. <laughs> Just kidding. I like Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to piss people off here. I took the Royals, like you said. Uh, yeah, it's down to 132 right now. I'm taking the Nationals minus 122. I'm taking the Cincinnati Reds minus 144. I'm taking the Rays minus a run and a half plus 100. And now we arrive to Milwaukee and St. Louis. So you're on the Reds. Seattle, yeah. Tampa, what are you doing with this? Are you actually going to do it? Are you going to take Seattle? I am. I am. Uh, I don't trust McKay. Uh, I don't like that price. I, I like I like Seattle plus one and a half, minus 115, half unit, plus 170, other unit. I think Seattle can beat them. I know you bring up good points about the Mariners still. They uh, played the Jays pretty tight in a lot of those games. They hung around. Um, I don't think Tampa Bay is, you're right, Gabe. They're a good team. They win gritty games, but laying 200 with McKay, who's an average pitcher, Gonzalez is pretty good. I just think that price is way out of whack. 
Tampa Bay should be about a buck 65 in this game. They're minus 200. Give me the Mariners at plus 170. I'm going to take a chance. St. Louis and Milwaukee. Very big series for both teams. Big playoff implications here. Yeah, George liked the over. I kind of I kind of agree with him. Uh, be Zay- careful Davies, with that. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm thinking about it. George, Davies has been bad. Hudson up and down. Nine and a half. <sighs> I have some I numbers take- here. I have some numbers mm-hmm. here on this game, if you want, as yeah, far so as I'm the listening. total. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, when Dakota Hudson's on the hill, this is some in-depth stuff here. All right. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are 16-5 and five in the last 21 division games. Uh-huh. St. Louis has won eight of the past 11 at home when they're paying, playing against a right-handed pitcher. Uh, when they have Dakota Hudson on the hill, they are 13-3 and three in his last 16 starts. They're also 4-0 in Hudson's last four starts against division opponents. Total, uh, total facts here tonight. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are 6-1 to the over in their last seven games and 4-1 to the over in their past five. But the under is 12-2 in Zach Davies' last 14 games on the road. Uh, he's also 25-1 his past 26 games against teams with winning records. The under is 33-15-3. In his past 51 starts overall, 18-7 and one past 26 on the road. We're going eight three and one his past 11. This is what's crazy about the Cardinals. How about this for a run? St. Louis Cardinals are 25 and seven to the under in their last 32 home games. Freaking crazy. That 25 is. and seven to the under their last 32 home games. Huh. They're seven two and two to the under their last 11 division games. And uh, Dakota Hudson. Uh, last five games he started, it's gone under four of the last five. And um, his last six starts at home have gone under the number, Dakota Hudson. It's a lot of under trends there. Sure is. Sure is. Uh, yeah, I think I might just stay away, Gabe. We already got a few things going on right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pass on that. Uh, lean, lean to the... I, I, I want to take the Brewers with, with Davey. I just don't trust them. And you said at the Cardinals, the numbers are good for them. I don't necessarily trust them either. You brought up some empirical data to the under. I'm just going to pass on the game. It's tough. I'm adding the under to the table here. Man, I, I'm big card Julio, big card Morenci. You're, you're, get, you're, get, you're getting there. I like every baseball game that I see. A shout out Who to Mike like Cardano. It? Great okay. job. Uh, a lot like? of work uh, went into the studio uh, here. I think he's For been sure. sleeping here. He's just taking off right now. Yeah, vroom, vroom. What about Angels-Rangers? This is an interesting game. I, I'll tell you something. I watched this Allard guy pitch live, Gabe, uh, Texas, and when, uh, versus the Jays. He pitched well, but they took him out of the game at just the right time. Uh, he, he could be hit hard. Uh, Peters is better for the – I have a lean to the Angels, but I'm going to pass. That's a very high total in that game, but – uh, I, I, I have a lean to the Angels, but we're not going to bet it. And I think we should. Let's take a shot with Nova tonight. You know, I don't think Gibson Guitars should be minus 200. Sometimes you got to take a stand with a dog. And instead of just throwing the twins in a parlay, you bring up data about Nova. He's been better. The one Matt problem Cannon, it's another have, game. I'm going to add another game now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I'm, I, I got a six-pack of baseball right now already. I got one, two, three, four, four right now, maybe five. If we split up Chicago run line and money line. Um, hey, yeah, are we th- ending the stream now at, in a minute here at 52? 
All right, should have given us the head up. we got to get the picks out here right now for the YouTubers. We're going to be on the radio still. Give it to Denver Broncos plus one. 49ers Broncos under 40. Washington Nationals minus 122. Baltimore Orioles minus 136. Cincinnati Reds minus 144. Brewers Cardinals under 10. Rays plus 100 minus a run and a half. And uh, Houston Astros minus a run and a half minus uh, 194, Cam. Reds, Baltimore, Arizona, Houston, Moneyline, Parlay to minus 115, Seattle plus 170, Seattle plus one and a half minus 10 split units, Denver plus one, Denver, San Francisco under 40 and a half so far. A little sprinkle uh, here on the baseball uh, board. You know, we've been doing well with baseball. We played one game last night, Sunday Night Baseball, took the Cubs. We hit the Vikings last night. Only bet two games last night. I got out to the book here for the evening card, Cam. Went 2-0. and oh. So um, we'll hit it that. Was, now we'll roll it over tonight. Yeah, it was amazing, Gabe. I did the show with George. We actually, I lost a couple games at night. I took Bumgarner, can't, can't lie. But we had the Cubs in the late game. That was great. And every live bet game we did, we won. Boston was down 6 to nothing to Baltimore. At plus 420, came back and won the game. That was great. And Tampa Bay, they were down to uh, Detroit and won in the bottom of the ninth inning. So, you got those guys at major, major plus money, which really, really helped the day out. And, uh, yeah, the Cubs were good at night. I can't lie, though, that uh, that game pissed me off. I really, really needed Bumgarner there, and uh, the D-backs beat San Francisco. San Francisco's coming down to earth a little bit recently. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's catching up to them a little bit. Mets, uh, Mets took two or three over the weekend, Cam, against yep. the Kansas City. They're right in the midst of it right now. They got to get healthy, though, the Mets. They're not playing here tonight. They get the the Indians. The Indians are in town here tomorrow in New York at Queens. Um, The Mets are fine. They're only two games back right now. Losing McNeil really hurt them, though, bro. Like, he's he's a big part of that team, man. You know, him and Conforto are, like, the heart of that team, really, right? He's an all-star, yeah. No, McNeil's McNeil's the real deal. I I, I agree 100%. It's nice that they gave Stroman uh, some uh, run support in that game, but Hey, man, it's going to be a dogfight there. It's uh, it's tough. Makes me think of Futurama. There's an episode <laughs> of Futurama when they come for the president. We want McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gallon in Arizona tonight, too, uh, put that in some parlays. It gave Houston with Miley at minus 400, and Gallon is only minus 115. That's crazy. Is this show over now? I, I never over. know. All right, later. May the winners be yours. <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. what you missed on game time decisions yeah, the studio nice. is uh, badass as uh, we're throwing it down here on this uh, monday what's not badass is the um, is the monday afternoon horse card uh cam this is as quiet <laughs> as i've seen it yes as uh, they've got uh, thistle downs up uh, right thistle now downs. a little sprinkle yeah, of thistle. delaware park <laughs> yes, Pl- plain ridge north casino yeah. 
Like, yeah, this is some, like, DEC. Like, this makes, like, Georgian Downs look like like Churchill Downs. Yeah, like, when my book has horses and it offers, like, one of these tracks to bet, you, you know you get, like, they're not even taking bets on most of the books here. The, the, this there stuff, was some uh, track. It's, I don't know if it's called Harrington or something, but it was like oh, they were uh, yeah, racing on, like, a webcam or something. Like, it was, like... <laughs> Like it was, it was like we had one view webcam. I'm like, man, they're really, they're really reaching Buddy, here this afternoon. They, they have, they have Grand River Gabe, and when they go to the prices at the end, it looks like it's a font from like the 1980s. Like when the first computers came out, it's like, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like you look at some of, some of these tracks, they're just. Uh, they're not in the 2019, buddy. These guys are stuck in like 1980s land there, and uh, they're not paying extra money for a better looking font. Uh, all right, um, so we're throwing it down here on this uh, Monday. Dun, 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 dun. Monday night uh, football uh, this evening. The Denver Broncos host the San Francisco 49ers uh, tonight as Jimmy Garoppolo is set to make his, uh, his debut. And uh, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo actually got hurt at Denver. That's where he got hurt uh, last year uh, when, when he was playing. So he returns to the field where he got hurt. Expect to see him play a little bit, but not very much. It seems like San Francisco live in fear of everybody getting in her, of getting hurt in the preseason. And meanwhile, old man Fangio, he don't care about your feelings or whether you get hurt or not. He's going, he's going hard, old school style. All the money's coming in on San Francisco. There's been line movement towards San Francisco, which, uh, which makes me like Denver even more. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos this evening. Yeah, I would look at the line and say it's kind of interesting too. You have Denver favored by one, but on my book it's ten cent. It's ten cents either way on the money line. So just take the money line, right? If they win by one, you push. If they win on the money line, you win, and it's the same damn thing on both sides. I, I really don't understand it. The first half line, Denver's favored by a half point, but I'm with you, Marenzi. I think uh, Denver will be the play in this game. I watched the San Francisco game versus Dallas. Not too impressed by by that team. It, it should be tight, though. The line indicates as such, and uh, I would lean to the Broncos at home. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.